Welcome to the Travel Pulse Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Bowman, the executive editor of TravelPulse.com. Today is Tuesday, February 9th. Happy Travel Tuesday. And we'll be talking about a number of topics on the show today, from some uplifting news to uh, big, interesting cruise dilemma news and um, airline stuff, plus more. Later in the show, we'll discuss the topic of travel shaming with Laura Fernandez, who heads up the travel and tourism advertising business for SiriusXM and their brands Pandora, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. You know, travel shaming has taken on a whole new meaning here as a result of the pandemic. It used to be directed at those maybe not choosing to travel, and uh, the shaming is now directed at those who do travel. How widespread is it, and what can travel companies do about it? Should they even do anything about it at all? So more to come on that later in the show. But first, as always, we dive into what is trending in the world of travel. And this week, I'm joined by my friend Ryan Donchez, Group Travel Manager of VIP Vacation. Ryan, welcome to the podcast again. So good to hey, have you again. Thanks for having me back. I'm, I'm so happy to be here. Absolutely, man. So we got a lot of talk about on what's trending, and uh, Ryan will stick around for our interview section later, too, on travel shaming subject and uh, interesting insight on what he's been hearing um, from travel shaming and has he himself been travel shamed. So we'll, we'll get to that a little bit later. But first, what is trending in the world of travel? And we begin with some positive outlooks on travel based on recent research from studies and surveys. Uh, just to quickly run through this real quick, it's a global rescue study found that travel safety concerns will diminish by the summer, with a majority of respondents indicating that they are much less concerned about travel safety for the second half of 2021, so that's July through December. Interesting insight there. Um, a study from Expedia found that many Americans are optimistic about travel in 2021. They are not planning on leaving any vacation days behind in 2021. In fact, that the study found that travelers plan to take an extra week, an extra five days of vacation days, which I, I personally love that because people have been leaving vacation days on the table for far too long. Um, and, and another study here just to round it out is 83% of respondents from the state of cheap flight reports uh, by Scott's Cheap Flights, our friend who's been on the podcast before. Um, 83% said they are planning to take at least two domestic trips and about half as many of that, 44%, are targeting two or more international getaways in 2021. Obviously, that's going to be dependent on travel restrictions, but I think most people that are thinking international right now is Mexico and the Caribbean and everything. So, Ryan, what do you make of this, man? What, what are you seeing slash hearing from clients? Well, I'll tell you first, right off the bat, the demand, people want to travel and people were ready to travel uh, to the destinations that have already come out with good protocols and, and, and safety precautions. Um, they were they're ready to go. It was not up until recently with uh, mandatory COVID test to get back into the United States um, until that implementation, implementation that we, we started to see things um, trend off a little bit in terms of actual travelers. Now, with that being said, people want to get away. They are booking for, for March, April, May, and still for the end of 2021 and 2022. People are looking ahead to use their vacation time uh, for in full for, for this year after losing so many possible memories in 2020 and possibly from saving a, a boatload of money. You know, this has been a financial crisis for, for so many, but I also know just as many that have been working throughout the entire pandemic and all that, all those funds that would have gone to a trip are currently sitting in a bank waiting for the time to be used. So people are ready to go. The demand is high. It's just now waiting until uh, maybe new, new cases continue to drop and destinations open back up for international travel. Definitely. And, and as groups, travel manager, what, what are you seeing on the group side of things? Because we, you know, been, you know, this whole past year, pandemic wise, a lot of people focusing on the social distancing and maybe getting out in nature, a little smaller group travel stuff, or maybe just, you know, just them and their, their spouse or significant other or best friend or situations like that. But as far as like bigger group travel or you do, I know you do a lot of weddings and stuff too. What are, what are you seeing there? 
it's still about 50 50 in terms of are people going to carry through with their uh, wedding or, or big big group trip um, as planned and 50% of people are postponing and looking for another time to come back, uh, whether that's two to three months down the line, or even a full year. Um, I, I do a lot of destination weddings, I oversee a lot of destination weddings. So these group leaders are dealing with their closest family, their closest friends, and they want all those people to be there. And with the current landscape, you know, some things are, are adding extra hoops. So people are still postponing, but the ones that are traveling, they, and, and when they get home, they have been overwhelmingly positive. They are so happy to have taken these, uh, these big trips. And again, for weddings, they were so happy to finally see the wedding couple get married. The couples themselves are finally ecstatic to, to go through that and to, to have that next step in their lives, you know, be, be ready. But um, for new, for new trips, there are still tons of inquiries coming in and there are great promotions to be had out there too, from air credits that could come back to the group leader, even free rooms, depending on your group size. A lot of the resort and hotel partners around the world are giving some great offers to help spur travel in the immediate future. Definitely. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, a lot of people want to find it. You mentioned them that they're super excited when they come back. I've seen that too of, of friends from recent trips and I have a writer of ours uh, who's uh, just got back from the Dominican Republic a couple of weeks ago. She's currently in the Turks, in Turks and Caicos right now. And just, you know, hearing your energy and everything. And so um, very excited about just being able to get out and travel again, obviously a little different, you know, from the writer side of things being traveling for work and everything compared to the leisure side. I think um, everyone is so ready for a break and we talk about this pent up demand so much that, you know, it's, it's interesting. So um, listeners out there, podcast at travelpulse.com. Let us know what, um, what you're hearing as far as your pent up demand on, on your side of, of things and uh, what what do you make of these um, these these recent surveys and stuff? We'd love to hear from you. Moving along in the world of trending news and travel, we've got some cruise news. Um, it's an interesting piece of news here. Carnival Cruise Line came out last week, late last week on Friday, updated their cruise rules on the website, and then about a day later they actually took it down. So they had a bunch of these new rules that uh, once cruising it does return, these are going to be the rules in place. Uh, but then they removed it. They issued a statement that read. In our haste to keep guests and travel agents informed, we posted some information that was not finalized. As we have said previously, guests should expect mask, testing, distancing, and other protocols. We intend to provide more details over the coming weeks as we work to resume operations. So some of the rules that were up there, that in, they included things like no refunds or compensation of any kind if you are gonna if you get kicked off for not following the rules, uh, which you will get kicked off for not following the rules. I think that's going to be industry-wide. We already saw that last summer with MSE cruises over in Europe. Um, so make sure you follow the rules there. Um, they, another thing that they had on there was masks should have two or more layers. You're going to have to provide a negative COVID test before boarding, which was pretty standard. Um, that's probably going to stay a rule there and, and a whole bunch of other stuff. But all that was removed for now. And we will find out uh, in the coming weeks, uh, which if I had to guess, I would say we'll probably get updates by early March, which um, I bet I bet the cruise news will all, like all the major cruise news probably happen while I'm on vacation in March. Uh, big news always happens when I take vacation days. So um, I'm, I'm fully expecting some major news like that first week. Are you of March expecting there. some some good news to come through? Do you think we're going to have some some more sailings maybe trying to start, or are you still thinking postponements even uh, in, into next month? You know, I don't know. I mean, all the postponed it's postponed through. I think think it's going to be yeah through May. So July, I think is is uh, was like the worst case scenario that Port Canaveral had. We we talked about on the show a couple weeks ago, but 
Um, yeah, I, I think if it, there any is, is big news that week, it probably will be more updates on rules and what these test voyages are going to go like. So I think that's probably, that's our next phase of big cruise news is, you know, when these test voyages are going to happen, who's going to be on them, how many people are going to be on them, what, what they're going to experience is going to be like. So um, we'll be intrigued to see when that happens. If you have any insight on that, any listeners already know a little scoop about uh, test voyages, let us know, uh, podcast at travelpulse.com. I'd love to know any insight there. I know I had a, a travel agent email me or recently they were on a webinar and they, they um, with celebrity cruises and, and on that webinar, they told them that they were just waiting for the CDC right now. So there seems like they're just kind of stuck and waiting on that. But um, yeah, Ryan, why, Ryan, what do you make of, um, you know, cruise rules and onboard policies that uh, should be in place? Well, it's kind of funny that we're, we're not talking about leaked carnival cruising rules it was the leaked information as they already retracted it but it's pretty much as, as what you would expect um if, if you were going to a restaurant probably in your neck of the woods you most likely have to wear a mask um until you're actually seated and then you know if you are getting on a plane to go pretty much anywhere in the world you do need a, a covid test um except the united states we're still trying to catch up on a, on a few of those domestically but if you're going anywhere else and including hawaii um you would need that to get a COVID test uh, within a week of travel in, in, in most cases. So these are these are good good pieces of information that people will need to know uh, when cruising does resume. And I think it was to be expected. Um, if, if you're if you're gonna be in a public area, wear a mask when when you can't socially distance and you know expect to 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 need to get a pretest or hopefully down the line if you can show proof of vaccination, you know, maybe that's gonna be the new gold standard going forward um, in, in the days to come. Yeah, it will be interesting to see if the cruise lines, you know, or, or what Carnival puts out in the coming weeks and how different it looked from what was up, you know, this past Friday about it. And, you know, like you said, the the vaccination stuff, that may completely change a lot of the, how what they put forth in the rules. So I think they're still kind of just stuck and waiting on that. But um, moving along to airline news and what is trending there. Uh, last week, IATA's final number, numbers showed a 60%, 66% drop in airline passengers, and it was the worst year in history for air travel, which, you know, that was pretty much expected with in 2020, fewer people traveling. And, and for a while, all the airlines had blocked middle seats, you know, shout out to Delta. It just announced yesterday, they extended the blockage of middle seats uh, on them. They're the only airline now blocking middle seats. And now they're blocking it through April 30th. So good on, good on you, Delta. Which is funny. Cause I do still get that question um, from friends and family asking specifically about airlines that are, are still doing this. And I knew Delta had been the, the big one that was doing it in the past, but from what I read, American dropped it not too long ago and, and others have, have already changed, but definitely huge shout out to Delta Airlines. It's it's definitely a, something that, that puts travelers mind at ease, knowing that there's going to be a little bit uh, less people on board for sure and a little bit more room while you're sitting there too. Definitely. And, you, and if you are flying anywhere, you better make sure you mask up because now the TSA can... Uh, issue mandate uh, with that mandate and they can fine you up to $1,500. So make sure that you are going to wear your mask and you tell your clients to wear that mask, even if they are not fans of wearing masks, um, but they do want to travel. They're, they're going to have to do it. They're going to have to comply to those rules because nobody wants to be fined anything. And especially $1,500, that's a uh, probably more expensive than the vacation you probably are currently taking depending on where you're going. So, and if you don't, you're going to be uh, a national news piece as we we're seeing tons and tons of social media shared from the, from the people that are not following the rules for whatever reason They're, you're going to be made fun of. Oh yeah. You're, you're going to be shamed in that regard for sure. <laughs> With the, uh, 
someone posting on social media, if they see you without it, it's, it's a given. And yeah. And then if you get kicked off the plane because you don't want to comply, you know, people are going to whip out their cell phones and you know, that's going to live on the internet forever and you're going to have to deal with that. So, uh, just, just wear the mask and you shouldn't have any issues. You know, it's as simple as that. It's mind boggling that over like 2,500 people have now been banned from the major airlines, uh, because of that issue. But, uh, that's where we're at. And yeah, I, hopefully that, um, that trend dies down a little bit as much as I, you know, enjoy putting up, uh, content and talking about the naughty passengers because, you know, our listeners and readers do love that kind of stuff. It's, uh, it's interesting stuff, but, uh, I, I would like to see, you know, some of those, um, at least mask related naughty passenger stories die down. There are some, it other- is also just a little surprising that this is now an official, you know, mandate an official yeah. rule when, you know, this is, these are, have been things that we've been telling travelers for what feels like a full year and is just now a federal mandate. You know, there, there's so many issues that have happened behind the scenes, but it was to my, my understanding that this was already the rule in place. I guess they just didn't have any backup to say what they were going to necessarily enforce. Right. But yeah. This, it was, this is no different. It was a rule by the airlines. They put that all in last summer and that's why they started banning people. They just couldn't find the TSA couldn't find you now, but now they can now that the government is behind that move. So um, an additional um, interesting news uh, before we jump to our interview here, we want to close out the what is trending with a bit of uh, wacky news here. So we had uh, the story of the past week, airline passengers, um, they had to eat, this is over in China, they had to eat 66 pounds of oranges to avoid a fee. Um, why they didn't I'd just toss them out or I, I don't, I don't know any of that stuff, but Ryan, I got to know what is the one food you think you could eat the most of in a hurry if you were in this situation? Do you think uh, you'd be down to, to share like a hundred chicken nuggets with me or something? Oh, we, can, uh, we can go 50 and 50. Chicken nuggies, baby. Yeah, yeah. I, can, I could smash that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, <laughs> Maybe uh, a dipping sauce trio that we can have our choices of, but okay. let's, let's easy to stuff in your face and delicious at the same time. Yes, indeed. So today is actually National Pizza Day, and I, I feel like I could definitely put away several slices, um, but I, I, feel, I feel like the, from my side, the most confident thing I could eat I could eat my weight in, and then some probably is Krispy Kreme donuts. I could oh. you know, fresh, hot, and ready sign on, man. I am gonna smash so many of those. <laughs> now I know what I'm craving too. Good job, thank you. Indeed, I, I it's my birthday month this month, and Krispy Kreme sent me a reward for a free dozen donuts. So I'm cashing in on that this weekend on my cheat day, and I'm so excited about it. Anyway, that uh, if, if you feel confident that you could smash Krispy Kreme donuts more than I could, let me know. Podcast at travelpulse.com. We like to have fun here, so. Uh, that pretty much wraps up what is trending in the world of travel this week. If uh, you have any thoughts on stuff, you know, you know the email. Drop me a line. I'd love to hear from you. And um, yeah, with that, let's uh, jump on over to the interview. And now joining us on the podcast is Laura Fernandez. She heads up the travel and tourism advertising business for SiriusXM and its brands Pandora, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. Laura, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Ah, Eric, thank you so much for having me. This is my actually my first podcast, so I'm very excited. <laughs> oh, awesome. Well, I'm glad that uh, we could be your first here. That's awesome. So uh, <laughs> travel shaming is the, the topic at hand here. So it's taken on a new meaning here in the pandemic. Um, can you tell us a little bit about Pandora's traveler research data and what travelers who have responded to that said about being travel shamed or, or not being travel shamed? Yes. So we um, at Pandora, we obviously we have a massive audience. We have around 90 million monthly active listeners, uh, which has given us the ability to create our own research panel entitled the Soundboard, where we actually have 70,000 opt in members uh, that have raised their hand. We want to gain 
give you some insights um, across all our verticals. Uh, we conducted a study, this was back in November, and I will preface the study when we conducted it, it was pre-vaccine announcement. So while I was really excited to see how confident our listeners were to take a trip and, um, and to travel, it was obviously pre-vaccine announcement. So I, I expect when we conduct another one that our confidence level will spike up even more. But I did ask the question because again, I work on the marketing side and we want to work with, we work with travel brands on all their um, advertising campaigns across all our platforms. But travel shaming has come up and Eric, like you mentioned, it's a new trend. It's a trend I personally can't get behind, uh, but people are getting shamed for taking a trip. So from a marketing perspective, the issue is a lot of brands are losing that earned media from someone just jumping on a plane and taking a selfie or getting into their hotel room, taking a selfie in fear of the backlash. So we did pose the question, are you concerned about being uh, travel shamed? Is this going to deter your trip? 54% of our audience said, no, it's not going to bother us at all. But I still look at the percentage that is concerned and is concerned to take a trip um, in fear of being travel shamed. Yeah, that's that's interesting data. So why do you think some of those that the 54% there aren't concerned about being travel shamed? I, I think that there is so much, and I'm sure you can both agree that there's so much pent up demand right now and everyone does want to take a trip. There's no question that the desire to travel is there. I think just the problem is right now is all the uncertainty that comes with it is whether we need to COVID test uh, pre or post, obviously that's uh, now happening, but do we need to quarantine when we get there? Do we need to, what can we even do when we get to the destination? So there's all this uncertainty that comes with it. And you, you have this portion of um, potential travelers that literally are on the fence, like on the fence of taking a trip. And this whole travel shaming piece is like, yes, they wanna travel, but the anxiety of like, are they gonna get backlash? Are they gonna get heat for taking a trip? Is a big concern. Definitely, yeah. I, I know that you know I, I traveled last summer and personally I didn't face any travel shaming, but I was a little concerned like how much if I posted on social media, you know, what might yeah. some people say and everything. So Ryan from, and, a, oh, go ahead. Okay. No, I was going to say, and like, again, all these travel brands, like the, the airlines, the, the hotel brands, they're, they're losing that earned media that they get from people just talking about it. I mean, I personally ask any of just my friends that are taking a trip and, you know, the other day, my friend said she's going to Mexico, but she's only telling a handful of people that she's going, she's keeping it really like tight to her chest. And you know, and from a marketing perspective, a travel brand comes out, re-enters the marketplace and says, travel, come to our destination, you know, stay at our hotel or get on the airline. Because of this, this, um, this uh, travel shaming issue, they uh, face the possible implication that they could come off as tone deaf. Right. Yeah. And how, how do you think they should address that shaming in marketing in general? So we did pose the question, um, should travel brands uh, acknowledge travel shaming? And it was over 80% of our audience said no. Like 
keep keep talking about the inspiration. Tell me about the safety and cleaning procedures. And at the top of the list, what our audience wants to see from a travel messaging standpoint, they want to see incentives. Like inspiration, safety and cleaning procedures are great. You, you got to keep um, those uh, pieces going, but they want to see the incentives. Like incentivize me to take a trip right now. Absolutely, yeah. Everybody, everybody loves those, loves good deals. Ryan, I, I see you're agreeing on this, and and it's funny nowadays. One of those key incentives um, are free COVID tests. Like, who knew that in this day and age that the the last go factor for these people that are on the fence are can I go to a resort where they're going to give me a test for free in person at the property so I don't have to go to a, a hospital uh, off off the hotel. And we have cases of both of those, but there are companies that are giving out good promotions, uh, free excursions, free gifts um, for for new sales. But the big thing that the sign of the times are the free antigen COVID tests right now. Yeah, or not only the free COVID tests, but then you're also like, if, if a hotel brand, especially some of the resorts in Mexico, they're offering, hey, if you test positive, you can stay on us. I mean, that's a huge incentive right now. Absolutely. Yeah. That takes away a lot of worry for a lot of people. Yeah. Up to like 14 days free in many cases. Uh, if you have that flexibility to work remotely, um, then it, it, it's, you know, it's, it's a no brainer to take advantage of those things. They also throw in free insurance in yeah. case for, for medical issues, but you know, they, they are doing what they can to try to attract the the limited clientele that's out there right now. And hopefully they keep marketing to those travelers, not the people that are, are on the fence. Market to the people, to the people that, that are going to travel and that are going to go abroad. And Ryan, just from a travel advisor's perspective, have you talked to any of your clients about, have they faced any travel shaming? Have they worried about posting stuff online? Maybe not uh, clear examples, but I, I personally uh, experienced some shaming from other agents, which is really interesting. Oh, wow. uh, it, it almost, you look at what, what kind of companies those comments might be coming from, but we as advisors are, are weighing the same risks that, that travelers are. Um, should we shut everything down for X amount of time globally and, and, and really wipe this out? But there are companies like, like the one that I work for that we need people to travel. We need people to feel safe. Um, otherwise, we're not going to be here either. So it, it's, it's this, this tightrope that you are walking. I will tell you, Plenty of uh, people that are going abroad or going to Florida, California, they are posting significantly less on social media, um, if at all. They they don't want their friends uh, to, to that could shame them to find out. But more importantly, it comes down to the the employers because if you want to be back in the in in your office setting or your work setting they're going to want to test you or force you to stay home for two unpaid extra weeks on top of your vacation time. So it's not, might not be even like peer shaming, but uh, employer and and work shaming at this point. Yeah. That's a thing people got to think about too, when, when they are trying to book travel is what, what their jobs are going to say. So just Ryan from, how do you think travel advisors should address uh, the travel shaming subject? You know, if if they are social media conscious, uh, maybe post less. So I, I often had this uh, discussion with, with older couples in the past too, that, that didn't want to post that they were leaving the country because they were worried that people were going to come into their house while they're away and, and, and yeah. break into things. So they purposely didn't post that. They didn't want people to know that we're traveling. This just adds another thing into that, but 
the, the idea that all these hotels, resorts, brands, countries as a whole are seeing less posts from a consumer while they're away and how that's affecting their free advertising, their free marketing. That's, that's truly stunning that uh, it goes to another level. Not only are, are they limited in terms of the funds they can spend, but that, that free honeymoon, that uh, honeymoon couple that's yep. loving their time in Jamaica, they're, they're not seeing those eight posts on Facebook and, and Instagram and the above. Like that's unquantifiable. Yeah. And that's, you know, obviously the uh, avenue that I work on is that they pay for uh, media. They, um, through audio, video, and display on Pandora, SoundCloud, and then Stitcher, and then SiriusXM. So they're paying. So we don't, we, we can tie in the influencer piece, but influencer marketing, it's interesting because there's so many, obviously you're well aware of all the travel influencers that are out there. And that's really where the trend started is travel influencers going out and saying, you know what, it's safe. This is how to travel safely. And I'm going to talk about it. And then you have this like list of DMs that they get of like, what are you doing? You're not thinking about your family. You're not thinking about your friends. But in my opinion, now granted, I'm, I'm looping out all the influencers into uh, one bundle, but I do believe that influencers, especially travel influencers are great examples how to re-enter and how to travel and how to travel safely. safely. And so we should lean on them of like understanding how they're taking a trip. Um, but again, it's, it's a trend and that I, I truly can't get behind because I also am of the mindset, you know, people should really like focus on themselves and versus focusing on other people. And, you know, I don't know if there's also a piece of, you know, we're, we're sitting at home and maybe I'm not comfortable taking a trip and, but maybe there's a little sense of jealousy of like, wow, I'm seeing my, you know, best friend take a trip to Mexico and she's having a blast right now, but I'm going to send her a DM. But again, I always go back to the marketing piece of this. I do think we're almost out of a time where um, these issues will be persisting. I, I think as a society, we are dying for, uh, just to be happy and just to see other people experiencing joy. So uh, for instance, my, my, my own self, I, I was supposed to take a trip to Vegas a few months ago and I made this big deal out of it. I'm finally getting to travel. And as a travel advisor, I'm used to going places maybe four or five, six, seven times a year, yeah. all different kinds of experiences. And my, my post was, I finally get to dust off my suitcase and go to Las Vegas. And it was overwhelmingly positive. Um, this was also in November, so right around the time of your of your polls. Um, so maybe as time goes goes by, it will get a little bit easier. But I do think we want to see that joy. We want to see our fellow man having a good time, getting out in the in the world. And with the the protocols that are in place and the new rules that are being adopted, it will be easier. And occupancy at hotels on pl mm. on planes on you know everything is way down. So. You're gonna, you're, you're really running into a low risk to go away right now. And if the, the final piece is what Aunt Cheryl's gonna say to me, you know what? Let's put Aunt, <laughs> let's block Aunt Cheryl for a little bit. I'm gonna go to my privacy settings. She does not need to know that I'm going to Mexico. And you know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna have a good time, and no one's gonna say anything about it. No, I love that. I know it's I talking about Instagram. It's funny because I have been added to more of the close friend. 
uh, options for when you're posting on your story. I'm like, I must be the gal that everyone wants to tell that they're traveling. Obviously, I head up travel and tourism for the company. I mean, I used to be on the road every single week for business. And boy, do I miss it. I, I miss it so much. And I've taken a couple leisure trips this past year. I, I actually, I live in Vegas. And um, so I am lucky to live in a destination like this. Uh, but I, my husband and I did a road trip to Wyoming. We did that very like, everyone I feel like took a road trip this past summer. So we did that. I did get on a plane to back to Philly to visit my family. And, you know, I, I personally, I didn't get heat. But I could tell that there was some people that were like, you know, are you sure you want to go on a plane? Are you sure you want to do this? But I agree that this, this trend is not going to stay. And with travel shaming and what the brands have to face right now, in my personal opinion with marketing and how travel brands need to reenter the marketplace is they still need to drive the inspiration and this travel shaming, they don't need to address it. They don't even need to touch on it in their marketing campaigns. And the people that you said, like, just put them on mute, move on, take your trip. Right. Ignore the haters. Just keep going with it. Right. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> exactly. exactly. Ignore so. the haters. Indeed. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast here, Laura. Uh, any closing oh. thoughts? No, this was awesome. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And hopefully uh, no one that's listening in is getting travel shamed and everyone's just taking a trip and having a great time right now. Definitely. And we being love safe. <laughs> yes, being safe indeed. So and mask up, safe. folks. Um, yeah, if you are, you know, podcast at travelpulse.com, reach out and let us know what your experience has been. So thank you all for listening. Thank you to Laura and Ryan for joining us on today's show. Uh, that's it for us. Have a great week. <laughs>